We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Power play with 123, still remaining for Buffalo, trailing 1-0 early on. Wraparound attempt, comes to Thompson, far side. Skinner scores! One-timer! On the power play, and we're tied at 1 with 10-15 remaining in the opening period. Dan Dunleavy on the call. Sabres fall to the Edmonton Oilers. They have a game tonight, 7-30, another ESPN Plus and Hulu game, 7-30 against the New York Islanders. On the Western Hotline is Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don's appearance on WGR brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth by Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers, and by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. Don, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, it was a good game last night. It was entertaining. I mean, 35 combined shots in the first period. I mean, these are you've a matchup of two teams that like to play on the rush and score on the rush. Um, so, um, you know, there have been times in the past, Don, you've told us it, it's your job to be entertaining. I would say mission accomplished last night, an entertaining game at least. And uh, I feel like you, you, you probably are happy with the way the guys played. Uh, very happy that um... – we played with some intent. Um, we played hard, and obviously we generated uh, more than what should have been enough uh, chances we generated to win that game. We just uncharacteristically couldn't score, and we haven't had much trouble in that area all season long. So that was a surprise, uh, an unfortunate surprise, but uh, very happy with that. Uh, obviously, you know, I say happy, but never content. Uh, I want to make sure that's lined, lined with that. You're never content, but, uh, you know, you can't, you can't carry misery. Uh, it doesn't help you in this business. So, uh, you've got to move on. Um, the, we told the guys before the game last night, we knew it was going to be a, a quote, high octane game. Uh, and it was, and, um, Obviously, Connor McDavid was uh, scored a couple, uh, but he didn't have much opportunity. And uh, the ones he did, he was under pressure when he shot. So, so I thought our guys did a real good job there. Uh, we just didn't score enough, and we had the chance and opportunity to do so. Don, how much more attention 
do you give to a McDavid caliber player game day, day before, video, strategy-wise, in terms of making sure that he doesn't get that much? Because I would have the same you know, assessment. Watching the game, he did score two goals, but it did seem like you did a reasonable job against the game's best player. So how much of the attention in preparation goes to that line or just to that player? I think we're we're obviously an organization we're building with players that are going to be here for for years, and so you're going to play great players almost all the time. And in this league, um, you know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, you know, the guys in Colorado are prolific. So you you want to make certain that you're not so consumed by the single player that you know your five-man system is in place to defend against top players and top teams and so you 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 take more of that approach um you know if you look at mcdavid's first goal sometimes if you put too much focus on a star player against you or a star team you end up uh backing off you end up hesitating you end up uh, fearful you know, you, you you know how many ways the car is going to wreck, <laughs> you're in trouble. So, uh, example, the first goal, his wraparound was actually going to miss the net. We, we actually deflected it in. So sometimes you can overcompensate against good players, and you run the, the risk of doing that the more attention you bring to them. it's All of these players can be defended if you play your system and play it the right way. And so we lean more toward that. How did you feel that Jordan Greenway did in his first game with the team? And it, it seemed you were moving him on a couple of different lines. Were you just trying to figure out what the right combination was going forward for him? You know, I just wanted to give him a little bit of feel with different lines. Obviously, he had one skate with us, a morning skate. He knows some of the guys on the team, you know, four or five guys. And obviously, he played with Tej. Uh, but it's an opportunity when you shift them around a little bit. I think all the guys were excited to have them in the lineup, uh, and it was an opportunity to shift them around to have a, you know, a little bit of feel and communication on the bench with different lines through the course of the game. Um, I thought that was important. You know, not having practice time uh, and going in a back to back to get him integrated with with the team uh, full force, and that was one way to do it. Um, and he's he's versatile. He can play right wing, left wing. Um, you know, I've seen him play center as well. And uh, it was easy to move him around. And I thought he was real good in his first team. I thought there was a little extra anxiety uh, that's accustomed to, to new players coming in. It matters to him, and that's a good sign. Don, when when it comes to Greenway, Kevin Adams kind of told the story that you you were kind of banging the table to bring him on. You liked him as a player you'd been around him before and, and think that there's more there take us through what it was that you had to say about him and what it is about him that excites you so much well when you get in those situations the first thing you say is please go watch him on film or go watch him play or you know focus in on him because you you don't want to sell the guy you want the guy to be able to sell himself and that's important to me, knowing that he could do that. He, he was a fit for what we needed, um, or he fit what we needed or what would enhance our team. And I think, you know, Kevin and I, we have a, a, a great relationship. We, we kick thoughts and theories and, and beyond that, you know, what we should do uh, back and forth uh, all the time. And 
And so, you know, um, that, that relationship is, is, is one that uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have uh, with a general manager. And so, you know, this was my opportunity to say, hey, take a look at this, tell, you know, see what you think, because I think he's a fit. And I think more, the more Kevin watched him, the more he saw that. Um, but, yeah, size, strength. Uh, athleticism and then he fits it kind of in that age bracket that we want a guy that's going to continue to grow with Greenway added I would say this is a good problem to have but there does appear on paper to be a bit of a surplus at forward done and I wonder you know depending on Tyson Joe's health I know you spoke a little bit about that yesterday and whenever Alex Tuck might come back would you would you guess that you're going to be going through a rotation with guys as who might exit the lineup? Because even like I could look at it and say, well, Vinny Hinostroza, for instance, was in Rochester, but he scored a couple goals and he's out there for you last night in the final minutes, you know, trying to tie the game. Yeah. So, do, would you expect a rotation on that? Yeah, you know, I think early in the year you would say a rotation. I'm not so certain that'll be the case as we move into these games uh, down the down the stretch. Um, you know, the importance of these games, everybody knows. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll take that, uh, you know, next game approach right now. Um, Jost, just so so you guys have some clarity, we, we didn't feel he was going to, we were going to do him justice or he would make it through a back-to-back situation. So uh, he was out yesterday um, and he'll play today. Uh and, and that was a little bit of the plan. So we had a guy that probably would be, you know, benefit from not playing the back-to-back and, and be able to give us a boost. So the decision yesterday was, was more of an easy one in regard. Now, if everybody's completely healthy, um, you know, and you, we've added Jordan, yeah, we're, we're going to have to look at that and make a, you know, make a decision based on, on winning at this point. Um, and, and I think we'll proceed that way. Who do you know who comes out yet instead? Uh, tonight we do, but uh, the player doesn't know yet. So, okay. so that'll be uh, something we'll, we'll wait on for that reason. Okay, fair enough. Back to Greenway and what he might bring to the to the group. You know, there's lineup versatility there. You know, I'm thinking about his size, and I was just at HockeyFights.com to see how often he fights. Like the game is obviously changed over the years and sometimes you want a tough guy to protect and give your skilled players more room that that's not exactly what greenway gives you he gives you a lot of different things it, it, do you feel like there's a um oh there's there's a there's a role there to be big and give that space and be a player because kevin adams had spoken maybe last month about asking Kyle Posto if the team was getting bullied, and Greenway has been sold a little bit as the idea of, the, of a playoff type of player. And I wonder your thoughts on, on that general, you know, it's kind of this idea of a player that you need if you're going to be the kind of team you want to be going into the playoffs and, and moving on. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot that could go into that. I mean, that could be a long discussion. Um you, What you have today, everybody has watched hockey traditionally, you know, 10 years ago, you you had lots of guys that really their biggest part of their role was 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 fighting and intimidation and you know that is has gone out of the game so much to the point where there are still guys there in the league that, that that's kind of their primary skill um, and if they didn't have that they probably wouldn't be in the league but it's harder and harder to play those guys and in the playoffs it's it's almost impossible to play those guys if they're not good enough as a hockey player. Like I said, if that's their primary skill, 
uh, their primary attribute of what they bring to a team, they're not going to play in a playoff series, or they're not going to play as they get through. They'll, they just can't do it. Um, so you need guys that, um, you know, so there's a premium now on guys that, you know, have a presence. And what I mean by a presence is, you know, they're, they're intimidating. You're imposing. You look at them, you're like, well, you know, I'm not so certain about that guy, and I'm not so certain I want to tangle with that guy regardless. And, and you know, those are the guys that are extremely impactful uh, through the league. And, um, you know, we, we, we want to find guys like that. Uh, I think when you flip it now, you start talking about Jordan. He, he has a presence within that game. You could see that last night. There were a couple times guys went back for a puck defenseman on the forecheck and they just let the puck go because <laughs> they, they heard him coming. And and that that's a presence. Uh, when he skates by a bench and, you know, they're they're no longer yelling at Darlene or chasing Darlene around the rink. They're they're looking over their shoulder to see if, if you know, he's around or Stillman's around. And uh, the other night, uh, Stillman, you know, you saw we saw Darlene throw a hit that um, would have caused – carry over the rest of the game but when Stillman went out there the carryover ended with Dalene the focus was okay we better pay attention to Stillman and you know the, the, the fight was the fight but nobody went after Dalene anymore after that and that was a great sign. Is the, is the acquisition of two players like that, this is like the second half of the question, um, I don't know a little bit of an indication of the team growing and expecting harder games whether that's for the playoff race or in playoff spots. I mean, for for Greenway, here's a player with terms. So it is it is it too much to say? It's a little bit of a step forward on how you view the type of games you're going to be playing. Well, I think it will. Of course, we feel we're, we're moving in that direction to get closer to it. But I think the real key is, you know, I mentioned at the trade deadline. Now is not the time to be impatient. So I think timing is one. We've looked for guys like this. But we, we, the cost was too high or we didn't have access to guys like the two we just brought in. So we were, you know, I think Kevin was actively pursuing it, uh, but at what expense? And, you know, and, and again, another part of the expense is if you're just bringing them in and they can't play, well, they might be taking ice time of your prospect that you want to put in the lineup uh, night in and night out. And, you know, that would be, you know, the young guys we have, they need ice time and, so as a, as a younger, evolving organization, we didn't want to bring in too many old guys to bump out or older players to bump out guys that need crucial development if we're going to change our franchise. And this was a bit similar. So, you know, as our franchise is growing uh, and we see it through, you know, comparing it relative to the rest of the league uh, in production, I think – you know, we've had an eye out for it, but the timing uh, it just worked out right now, uh, and it's worked out perfectly. With Tuck being out, uh, another week with Jack Quinn on the top line, Casey Middlestad up with Cousins. Both of those guys, I mean, they're both seeing a bump up to a different line, or at least in terms of ice time a bit. And I wonder, even on Middlestad as much as Quinn, because we've asked you about Quinn, do you feel like the guys that are being asked to replace a little bit of Tuck's production are giving you what you would want? Uh, I think they're doing a great job. Yes. Uh, I think that's, you know, we, we know that we're grooming guys to step up in the bigger positions. You know, that's what we're, our goal is as an organization is to develop guys. And for moments like this, and you've, you heard me even on day one, when we, when we acquired, uh, uh, you know, obviously my, 
my feelings on Tuck uh, and his potential, but I also lined it saying, you know, nobody on our team is, is going to be a savior. If we're going to win, it's going to be it's going to be layers of, of good hockey players uh, for this reason, because guys get injured and you need to be able to replace them in the middle of playoff series and not waver. And, uh, you know, we're seeing guys step in. That's very encouraging because that was, you know, tactically we're, we're, we're working toward that end. Sabres head coach Don Granado joining us on the Western Hotline ahead of tonight's game against the Islanders. A back-to-back, as you mentioned. I mean, this is um, it's crunch time. Four games this week. It's almost like you can't smash in any more than you can. So, um, you know, as the, as the playoff crunch hits, is there any sort of different, you know, mentality, tone, anything? And You guys have worked really hard to get in this spot, and this is pretty much what determines whether or not, you know, you, you, you make a playoff spot these next couple weeks. Yeah, it, definitely uh, a different tone, but you don't want – I mean, we still have to play our game and try and work to play to our identity, to impose our identity on the game. You know, tonight, you know, our advantage is uh, speed and quickness, and we want to make sure that uh, we're playing our style of game and forcing our opponent to, to play our style and play in that, that game. And, um, you know, that, that'll be the, the – focus and challenge tonight and i think you know our guys are our, our guys are ready for this as i mentioned you know to the media a couple times you know i i don't think for our franchise to get to this point and these guys have earned the right to be in the playoff race to to then bring in other players to bump them to different lines we need our young guys to go through the pressure of being in a playoff race and knowing that they're talented enough to do it, is this the time they're actually going to do it? And and either way, uh, if they lay it on the line, I believe they'll do it and we'll do it. Um, if if we hesitate and flinch or anything else, uh, or if we we don't succeed, it's it's only going to be that, and uh, that'll be massive, massively gained experience that will help us in the future. So uh, we have to compete extremely hard and play our game and i think things will fall into place the way we want them well best of luck tonight don and thanks for the time you're welcome guys have a great day sabers head coach don granado on the west her hotline looking at money puck does money puck do the thing joe where it tells you how important a game is that night uh i don't think money puck does i could pull up puckluck.com does do that okay um, so how big is tonight in terms of playoff odds yeah let's see so in terms of odds like the leverage of tonight's game because they could be back two or they could be back six with three games in hand yep i don't think they have it up yet for today's game all right they do not Islanders. they do not have it up yet for today's game Come on, the Islanders. Ryan Callahan yeah. was on the broadcast last night, flat out saying, "Like I hope the Sabers make the playoffs." And you'd like to think that the hockey world would like to see that. Yeah, over the Islanders, especially, right? Yes. Who wants to see the Islanders? Nobody. The- Sabers are at twenty nine percent, by the way, at the moment. The Islanders are at forty three. What would you guess? Do they go up to thirty five with a win? I would guess it comes close to being even or flipping. I mean, they would be two points back with three in hand. They really should be above them if they win tonight, shouldn't they? I think so. Nobody wants to see the Islanders in the playoffs. I mean, I could get it if you want to say Florida, right? Like, Florida could give Boston or Carolina a series. Um, Ottawa is a little young and fun, too, but I I think the Sabres, right? The Sabres are the third highest scoring team in hockey. What do you look for when one of your teams is out of it? Or not in it? A fun team with 
star potential. That's that, fresh and new, that right, plays, too? That plays a fun style. Yeah. Yep. So all of that, plus they haven't been there in forever. You haven't seen them in the playoffs in forever. So there's a there's an underdog story to it. I was rooting for the Mariners to make the playoffs last <laughs> year in baseball just because they yeah. had gone through a drought. So I would bet you most of hockey is rooting for the Sabres to get in instead of Islanders Boston. Isn't that's just gonna that's gonna be a boring Brut- sweep? Brutal. Yeah, and the Sabres might be an exciting sweep. No, I'm kidding. They might. That could be Sabres and seven six. five in a sweep. Fans would love it. We'll get a break in Andrew Filipponi on the Penguins, another team the Sabres are chasing. We'll we'll check in real quickly on the Penguins and if they're going to you know finally die too. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Timer guides it over to Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby. Pencil still in front. He's right there. Skate this thing over to Latang. He scores. Chris Latang does it again against Florida. Those pesky Penguins chasing the Penguins and the Islanders. They'll play the Islanders tonight. We're going to go to the Western Hotline real quick for Andrew Filipponi, who talks Pittsburgh sports there in Pittsburgh. Andrew, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. What's up, guys? How Andrew, you doing? Good. Andrew, when are the Penguins going to go away? It's got to be – are we at the, are we in the twilight here? When are they going to go away? No, they're done. I mean, they'll make the playoffs this year, Jer, but they're not anything more than that. Uh, they're dead man walking. They're dead team walking. They'll get in. They'll be one of the two wild card teams. They'll go to Boston and probably lose in four or five. And that'll be the end of this team season. Their goaltending isn't good enough because Jari can't stay healthy. Uh, They made really poor decisions in free agency. Their GM is a pile of crap and should be fired. He's a (laughs) flyer. 
And, um, and yeah, the moves that they made at the deadline were really just to erase mistakes that the GM made in the past. And plus they made a horrible trade to take uh, Granlin's contract from Nashville. So bottom line, they'll probably get in. But when you say pesky, I don't think their first round opponent will look at them that way. Yeah. Well, is this unavoidable for a, a team that has had such a run for this long with Crosby and Malkin and Latang and you know trading away first rounders to try and continue to get more bites at the apple? Is this just the natural, I guess, atrophy that's going to happen? Yeah, but it didn't have to happen this way. I mean, all the teams that have won multiple cups in the salary cap era, like Chicago, you know, fell on hard times. You know, L.A. is kind of ticked back up after they revised their roster and moved on from a bunch of the guys that they won their two cups with. You know, Tampa missed the playoffs. Boston missed the playoffs there for for a year or two. You know, the Penguins haven't. They've got the longest active playoff streak in North American sports, Jeremy. But the irony or the the thing about this season that is so bothersome for Penguins fans is that they've had Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin healthy the entire way. Neither one of them have missed a single game, and they're barely in the playoffs. And both have been really good. Sid's got over 70 points. Malkin's averaging a point per game. Their top two lines have been outstanding. I would say other than Brian Rust, who they resigned and got a deal on, five out of their top six forwards have had pretty good years. But their bottom six has been a disaster. Uh, Ron Hextall, the GM, gave Jeff Carter a stupid contract extension because they were cronies and buddies going back to their time in Philadelphia together, and all of his metrics are just abysmal. He's basically been an anchor on their bottom six as their third-line center, which has usually been a strength for the team over the years. So it just sucks because you don't want to waste opportunities when your star players are still playing like stars, and I feel like the Penguins have done that this season. So how much of the season is just getting in? Like, is that – I remember when Detroit had that – was it 25 years in a row? They made the playoffs, yeah. and everything was all about just keeping that streak going. Is that the stage the Penguins are in, that everybody just wants to see them get in just to keep the streak going? Uh, no, I don't I, I don't think it is. I think fans here don't have the get in and roll the dice and see what happens mentality. I don't. I think that – you, know, you never know what happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think that that is uh, a popular opinion here whatsoever. I think that fans wanted the Penguins to pick pick a side, pick a direction at the trade deadline. Are you a contender and are you willing to give up some of your better assets to win? Or are you not? And if you're not, then why are you, why are you keeping uh, Jason Zucker, who's on a 25-goal pace, and he's in the last year of his contract, and now that they made that stupid Granlin trade that I referenced, there's almost no way they're going to be able to retain him in the offseason unless they move heaven and earth. And I doubt Hextall has the cleverness as a GM to do that. Uh, Dumoulin, who's been a stalwart on their blue line with Latang's in the last year of his contract, Jari's in the last year of his contract, and Hextall refused to trade their first-round pick. So they were just in limbo. They just tried to middle it. They tried to stay competitive but at the same time not making a move that made them objectively better. So, yeah, they're trying to do exactly what you said, Joe, which is just make the playoffs and extend the streak. But they know. They've got 
they've got less than a 1% chance of winning the Stanley Cup this year. Andrew Filipponi on the Western Hotline. Andrew, it's it's funny, like you know how this works. The the difference between expectations that are high and expectations that are low, or teams that are on the rise versus teams that are coming down from the mountaintop. It really sounds like an eighth place appearance for the uh, Penguins would be a joyless existence. Meanwhile, here in <laughs> Buffalo, I'm not quite sure we'd have a parade, but it'd be quite worth celebrating around here because, um, well, it's been dark times. Two teams coming from different directions for sure. Yeah, definitely, and. That was the way the Penguins were when they came out of the lockout and the team almost moved to Kansas City. And Mario took the team over, and then they got the ping-pong ball luck, and Sid was drafted with the number one overall pick. And they had played in empty arenas for years. And when he came, they missed the playoffs that first year. And then the next year, they lost to Ottawa in the first round. And that started this incredible run that they're on. So... You, you see this happen with teams that go on prolonged playoff runs. The Braves and baseball were an example of that. Like, you know, I think fans start to take it a little bit for granted. They don't the, – just making the playoffs isn't good enough anymore. The thing about this team, guys, is that it's so stale. You know, if they had done something or if they had a player that you could identify in circle and say, all right, like they're moving out of the Sidney Crosby era or – in the like golden years of his tenure in Pittsburgh, here's the guy that he's going to play with that's in his 20s that you can get excited about. They don't have anything like that. Their last 49 draft picks are either not on the team or not in the NHL. And, not, and, and that includes some first-round picks that they have just biffed on and missed. So there's nothing to speak of in terms of young talent in the organization. They have two guys on their team that are under 25, P.O. Joseph, who's a bottom six, who's a bottom pair defenseman, who they got back for Phil Kessel when they dumped his salary on Arizona, and Ryan Paling, who's a fourth line center. There's no youth. There's no young excitement. And so, I think when you've got guys that you've seen year in and year out, you know what their ceiling is as a group. And they haven't got out, gotten out of the first round since 2018. So, what's going to be any different about this year's version of the Penguins? I just don't see it. Andrew, how sure are we they're going to get in? And maybe is it come down to if they're healthy, they're going to get in? Because Malkin and Latang, I'm thinking about most notably, they've had injury problems in the past. And are does it feel like they're if they have one injury like that, that they that that could be the difference? Well, I would say definitely with Latang, um, or, or Malkin. Even I'll agree with you because I just they don't have the center depth that they used to have. When they've won their Stanley Cups, when they've been really good, they've been at least three deep and sometimes four deep at the position. Um, you know, when they went back-to-back Cups, they had Nick Benino, who scored one fewer point than Sidney Crosby and was at Conn Smythe contention in 2016 and was anchored in the line with Kessel and Haglund. That was awesome. They had Jordan Stahl going back to 09. Uh, they've always had really good teams right down the middle of the ice led by, of course, Malkin and, and Sid. And they don't have anything to speak of in the way of that. They just brought Benino back, who's 34 years old, and that's just a nostalgia move. I think it was fine because they didn't have to give up anything to get him. But, like, they're clinging to the past so hard here. They're selling their fans on things that happened six or seven years ago and asking them to keep their fingers crossed that something like that will happen again. And, look, I had no problem with them bringing – Malkin and Latang back this offseason at the prices they did 
because by that point they had boxed themselves into a corner. They couldn't trade them, obviously, because they were free agents, and there were no better alternatives in free agency. So I was fine with that, but you're right. It's a very fragile team. If Latane goes down, there's nobody who can pick up those minutes. There's nobody that you think you can ice more than 20 minutes and think, all right, he can be your power play quarterback and, and be your big number one defenseman. And, yeah, if Malkin went down, good Lord, I don't know who would be their second-line center. Maybe they'd have to move Ruster Gensel or somebody like that to center, which they're loath to do. So you're right. I mean, if something like that were to happen in the last 20 games, if Jari were to go down, I mean, their backup goaltending stinks. One of the worst decisions they made this offseason was bringing Casey to Smith back at $1.8 million a year when they could have had Ilya Samson off for the same price or somebody like that in free agency. That was a gigantic blunder. They're, they're, with those three guys, they're an injury away from, I think, probably missing the playoffs. Andrew Filipponi. Andrew, uh, real quick thought on the Steelers. What are they going to take? What's, what's the target in the draft? Oh, my oh, don't, or, don't say, actually, don't say actually, receiver. Before that, are they going to poach Tremaine Edmonds? No, no. I, I thought they might back in January, but everything I've heard is that they don't have the wherewithal from a free agent, give the guaranteed money, give the big contract, desire to do that. They still have Miles Jack, who had a bad year on a $10 million cap hit. I don't think that they'll do it. I'm actually happy about that. I don't want to pay for another big off-ball linebacker. I'm just so scarred by the Devin Bush move to draft him 10th. And he was just an incredible bust. Um, I think they could draft a wide receiver at 17. I don't think that's off the table. I think Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickett loves him. They played together. He won the Blitnikoff at Pitt. I know he wants him. And the other guy is Zay, is Zay Flowers from Boston College. Tomlin's kid played at Boston College this yes, last year. And, you know, things like that shouldn't matter. But that's the reason why we have the offensive coordinator that we do. It's about relationships with the Steelers. So I could see wide receiver if the offensive tackles they like don't make their way down to 17 or the corners they like. I think all things being equal, that Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State is the guy that they want with the 17th pick. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew Filipponi, 93.7 The Fan. See you, boys. All right. Man. Doom and gloom in Pittsburgh. I'm telling you. That's why, I got, him, that's why I got him on because they're, they're bored at this point. <laughs> right, what's, the, what's making it and getting swept in the first round to them? I did just check out Deontay Johnson's cap hit because if they're going to draft Ooh. a receiver and... Would they trade another one? Would they trade Deontay Johnson? Sure, probably. He's a little too expensive for the Bills, though, would be my guess. What's his cap hit? Like 17. He did just re-sign a deal. Is it one of those where the team acquiring him would, would be a little bit cheaper, though? Mm, I, 17, isn't that, isn't that what I'm about? The Bills if they do, are about to give Gabe Davis? I don't think they're about to do that, though. But yes, that's the neighborhood. Because if that's the neighborhood you're about to spend money, Deontay Johnson is a way better idea. I would agree. That actually, we could save this, I guess, but over the course of the last 48 hours, as we talked, like, Sal bringing up a Gabriel Davis extension and thinking back to Dawson Knox and Edmonds, do the Bills have a problem with falling in love with their players too much? Um, which player should they not have signed that they did? Knox. That one might be a yes. The, the, you might, the, that might be it. Knox might Gabriel be Gabriel Davis, to me, would be... that. Then it be, might become a thing for yeah. me. On Knox, it's not even that they shouldn't have re-signed Knox. It might have been that they should have bought lower. You know, he had a fine year. He plays for them a ton. 
it depends on how how much hardball they wanted to play. He flat out said he really, really, really wanted to stay. Yep. And then they gave him a money that was big, big tight end he, money. When he signed it, he was the fifth highest paid tight end in football. And he does not get targeted at a rate no. like some of those top tight ends. That might be the only one you could really make a case on falling in love with their own. I mean, they signed Trey White, who is great. They yep. signed Dawkins is good. Allen is good. Yeah, no, that's right. Like there Mo- really Mo- isn't Mo- another guy. Matt where... Milano is good. Yep. Like the big extensions. Yeah, and, I I, if you're if if you go, I'll tell you this: if they bring back Singletary and Davis then, in the next then, two years, then it'll be a thing. then you've got something. I don't think Singletary really has anything provably irreplaceable. Well, this is the test. Those two, I'm not even throw Ed Oliver's hat in the ring on this. Guys that are pretty good. But you might think, I can replace this guy. But they keep him because culture, they know the system, yep. familiar, familiarity. Like it, Right, those three guys especially might be the real test of this. Because meanwhile, I got Kansas City over here, and I'll you compare them to Kansas City and everything, because they probably should be. They'll sell, they said goodbye to Tyreek Hill. They said goodbye to Orlando Brown yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Frank Clark. And Frank Clark. They're maybe about to say goodbye to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They say goodbye to Tyron Matthew. Like, that team is, like, we'll we'll do, we'll just move guys out. Move guys out, picks, free agents. Like, we'll, we'll do the changeover. And the Bills and have done that with no one? Defensive line. Like, Who? they've changed it over. Jerry Hughes. Yeah, right. Like, but even that, that took... Four, was he on this team for four Who, years? Who's the last player to have left where we say, like, oh, wow, I don't know about that? I don't think it's happened. Is it Beasley? Not at that stage. No, right. I don't think it's happened. They've not walked away from a young player saying, it's good, but it's not good enough. Oliver might be the next candidate. Edmonds, that might be in the face of huge money. I guess the point for me might be Kansas City's proved we can move on from guys and replace them. Have the Bills needed, they haven't really needed to prove that, but they're going to have to. Like, they're going to have to prove they could do that. You'd think at some point of, hey, we couldn't sign Gabriel Davis because he was going to get $18 million a year. Here's what we did to replace him. 80 target guy, right there. At least the same. And we did it with this. Singletary, maybe will be the first test of this, right? Because if they find a way to pay Edmonds, it'll be Singletary and Poyer. Guys that left, good. You needed to replace, could you do it? Because, again, they really haven't had a lot of those, I'll even call them opportunities. It doesn't have to be a, bad, a negative connotation. They've not had opportunities yet where they've needed to prove that, like Kansas City has. 803 The Lamar tag comes down today. Which tag makes a big difference? Joe, I'm going to give you two teams that could, should, and maybe would Get Lamar away from Baltimore. I'll explain how and why when we get back. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, some NFL quarterback news. We'll maybe do more of this tomorrow on some of the numbers that come in. So Lamar, he's going to get a franchise tag today. Yep, could we be just the, don't know which one. Could be the non-exclusive franchise tag. Jeremy Fowler reports there's a belief they're considering the non-exclusive franchise tag. What that means is other teams could negotiate with Lamar. The Ravens have a chance to match that offer, and if they don't, then you would give the Ravens two first-round picks, and Lamar would be on the move. Yep. Two teams that are candidates for this. And this comes from just looking at the net worth of owners. And this is important because listening to a conversation about the gap between Lamar and the Ravens, I think Pablo Torre, ESPN Daily, listened to this maybe a couple weeks ago. Why is the gap so big? Because of the Deshaun Watson contract, $230 million guaranteed. There's a report that the Ravens and Jackson were $100 million apart in guaranteed money. Yep. Meanwhile, Geno Smith just got $100 million guaranteed. Yeah. So if you're, uh, Carr got a hundred guaranteed. Sorry, yes. Gino got a hundred total. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Carr got a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Yes. So when Derek Carr gets a hundred million guaranteed, Lamar says, "Yeah, yeah, I get two. Yeah. I need two hundred million guaranteed." So why are the Ravens so far apart on this? Why are why were owners so mad at the Browns for this Deshaun Watson deal? And the answer lies in how these contracts get paid. How how these owners pay these massive salaries sure they're going to make enough money to cover it but you do have to basically write a check when it's guaranteed money the whole pot of dollars goes into escrow Mm -hmm. so are you prepared to write a check for 210 million Mm dollars not every owner is prepared to do that right maybe baltimore steve bishotti is the owner maybe he's just not prepared to do that at Pro Football Talk Network, net worth of these owners bishotti comes in at 13th with 6.4 billion dollars so okay. it's not quite like the salary cap where I can sign a player that you can't fit in your cap. However, if I'm Steven Ross of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Joe, he has nearly twice as much money as Steve Bishotti. Yeah. A $230 million check for the Dolphins owner is not the same right. for the Ravens owner. And if I go to Carolina, owned by David Tepper. He's one of the top, I think, isn't he? He's number three. He has three yeah. times as much as the Ravens owner, in terms of just net worth. Yep. So one thing that could mean Lamar moves, it could not be up to the GM. It's a little bit like the old days of a poison pill in a contract. If you, David Tepper of the Panthers, go to Frank Reich, talk to your GM, say, well, Lamar, two firsts. Lamar Jackson in Carolina, in the NFC South, let's roll. You could guarantee him $225 million. Yep. And say, here you go, Baltimore. Would you like two first-round picks, or would you like to match and write this man a check for two hundred twenty-five million dollars guaranteed? The non-exclusive tag for Lamar allows other teams to do to Baltimore what Cleveland did to the league, which was say, yeah. now there might be a little bit of a have and have-nots among owners. I know they're super, super, super rich. They're not all willing to write that check the same way, right? 
So if I'm a Ravens fan and I want Lamar to stay, the non-exclusive tag should make you nervous. If you want him to stay, it should make you nervous because then it becomes you have to match the offer. And if you're $100 million apart in guaranteed money and the team he goes to negotiate with makes up 80 of that, are you going to do that? You're going to make up $80 million of that guaranteed difference? If they, if they can. It, exactly. Like they'd have to – this reminds me of – remember Shea Weber's contract offer sheet? Yes. The Flyers offer sheeted Shea Weber and back when there were a couple. And didn't Nashville have to take out a loan? There was so much money up front, the Predators owner had to go to a bank and get a loan. Yeah. To pay the Shea Weber contract. And there was another example. There's a baseball one I'm thinking of where a team signed a TV contract extension early to get the money up front from the network to pay a player because they didn't have the money liquid. You have to have the money liquid to be able to pay it. And in guaranteed so, contracts in the NFL, you need that liquid. Right, and there are ways to do that, but the Baltimore owner, might not might do just, I just don't want to deal with it at all because then i got to scramble to find $200 million somehow. Like Again, so, he might be able to find a way to do it, but he's going to have to labor for but it. But in playing the, the, the game of who's in charge and who makes the decisions, if Baltimore tells the GM, if the owner says, go non-exclusive, that puts the decision on whether or not to match on the owner, not on, right. not on the GM. It puts it on the owner. Right. If he says go exclusive franchise tag, it's well, the GM. It's the GM. Try to work out a deal, see what you can do, because we are the only team negotiating with Lamar at that point. No one else can get in get in on this. If they go non-exclusive, the owner involves himself and is willing to take the heat if he won't match. Quickly, do you know where Arthur Blank and the Falcons are on that list for the richest owners or teams? Because they are they are the betting favorite. Right now, next team for Lamar Jackson, if not the Ravens, the Falcons are the favorite at plus 250. Arthur Blank is 11th on net worth. So just a little bit above the Ravens? A little bit above Bashadi. But but it's the same question. If he's willing to do it, it's different. Yep. What owners, forget cap space, what owner is willing to write out that check? So that gets really spicy today if they go non-exclusive franchise tag. 803-0550. We'll get to Paul on the other side. Lots more football coming up. Franchise tags due today at 4 p.m. It's WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 